It's not as catchy. No, it's not as catchy, but it probably won't get us demonetized, you know, if we were monetized. Um, are, are we monetized? Yes. And the we we're referencing is well, crime culture. Hi. The, the, the podcast that is not monetized is crime culture. Yeah. And that's Haley. Hey. She's not monetized, but she is priceless. <gasps> and I'm Caitlin. I know. That was... See? And she's on sale. I made up for them. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy I'm discounts your bargain on this bin one. bitch. Yay! Um, there it is. Oh, God. How are you? I'm good. We're talking yeah. about something riveting today, I would say. Riveting. Ooh. Vibing and thriving. Yeah, yeah. I took Spanish. All right, all right. That's really that's really how I learned to roll my R's with Spanish class, unfortunately, for all of us. Um, fun fact that everybody was asking for, because that's what this podcast really is about, is about language. It's not about crime. Full, full of fun facts. Crimes. Um, yeah. But yeah, only just occurred to me that... Uh, let me see, actually. No, we've got a couple days. But we are on the cusp of Pride Month at the time that this is coming out and we yeah. were not like hey yeah let's let's talk about the gays for crimes be gay do no. crime uh this was a uh, patreon a- pick yes it was you beat That's- me to it you cute little minx um if you're at a certain you- level on our patreon you can vote on what we talk about once a month and this is that time of the month and it's actually it is my time of the month thank you Yay. for knowing congratulations oh yes. uh- yeah, I mean, no babies. Yeah, good. Um, that's that's worth congratulating, I suppose. Over. Yeah. No babies. I'm technically no longer a baby. June, uh, not June. May was a big month for me. Yeah. Um, no more baby. And now we're. Just, I am simply an adult. We're just chilling, talking about conversations with the killer, the Jeffrey yes. Dahmer tapes, vibing and thriving. Which, as we were saying off the mic, another we love a three parter. Yeah, but even more so than that, we love a Joe Berlinger yeah docu series, and this is yet another one of those. And for those who may have been, who may this may be the first one that they're listening to, as far as um, one of our episodes, or maybe it's the first one that you've listened to that we've talked about mm-hmm. some like a review. That's the word. Um, Joe Berlinger is. One of, I'd say, he's up there as far as one of the most well-known true crime documentarians. Yeah, definitely. In this time. Yeah, definitely in the last couple of years. Yeah, he's really, he's really carved out a space for himself. Um, Other works, and not just true crime documentary, for example, and you can correct me, Hale, if I'm wrong on this, but I believe the first conversations with a killer he ever did was the Ted Bundy tapes, and that was because he was doing so much research for his feature film extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile with Mm -hmm. zach efron and lily collins yeah so Um, the conversations with the killer series is actually a series of different um like each season is a different um serial killer so the first one was ted bundy second one was john wayne gacy and this is the third one for jeffrey dahmer yes um but that's not the one he because another fun fact about him 
He's been nominated for just a, a boatload of Emmys. Um, I want to say he was nominated for like six or seven. Actually, let me look really quick. Yeah, I think we talked um, a little bit about his accolades seven. when we were talking about the... We re- previously reviewed the conversations with the killer uh, Ted Bundy tapes um, mm-hmm. when back when we were doing a lot of Ted Bundy stuff. And um, yeah, we talked a little bit about Joe Berlinger and the other stuff. Yeah. He's, I mean, look up his name. He Our done- 48th episode. Yeah, so that's when we talked about the Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah, Joe Berlinger has done so many like notable true crime, very yes documentaries that highly recommend. Yes. Yeah, he knows how absolutely. to spin a yarn. He really does. He really does. In like a and often, as we've talked about, in a what's the word that I'm looking for? A respectful way, a um, succinct way. Like this episode, it's only three. Uh, or this series it's only three episodes it's very like concise i guess is the best way that i, I mean put I f- it. it's it, i always feel like especially limited series i feel like they sometimes go on too long this one yes. uh i felt like the pacing was really good mm-hmm. um i specifically i wrote notes as i rewatched it today mm-hmm. and um i said that the it, it it moves back and forth through the timeline without it making confusing it makes it very clear where we are in the timeline even though they start at when his apartment was getting emptied and then they go back to his childhood and then yes. they bounce back to uh, when he's on trial and then they bounce back to high school. It, they still make it very clear where we are and moving the narrative forward while going back and forth in time, which um, yes. I really liked. Yes. And that's just one, I'd say, sample of the level of detail that they go into for this one, um, because first of all, like the title suggests this is all being told in Dahmer's voice it's recordings of his interviews his testimonies all of that over 32 hours of recorded interviews and confessions yes and and water not watered down um just shortened down into three hour long or so a little bit less episodes but it, it's just there's something about these particular this particular format that has become kind of Berlinger's calling card that's so chilling. Like it's different to hear you and me, for example, talking about what Dahmer did, which I mean, for those who are interested in um, Jeffrey Dahmer as a topic, um, would not say as a person, I would I do not agree with anything that he's done um but i mean i'm interested with his psyche yes that's what i mean though that's what i mean like we don't support him no absolutely um and we'll get into that a little bit too but first off um we do cover his case extensively and that's episodes 37 and 39 um because we weren't anticipating that being a two-parter um but we did we did cover him um and by we i do mean Haley. Haley went through all of that because that it, it's just it's it's so it's so creepy it's it's it was for me i don't know about you it was like a rough watch but just because knowing what had happened and the havoc that he wreaked on the lives of the vic- of his victims of the victims families and the whole community um, like all the, of yes. milwaukee yes 
Um, but it's so interesting because all of these other documentaries or even there's that series, the Evan Peters series, um, which is fictionalized heavily. And we've talked about this before. We don't really have any interest in reviewing that particular series just because the victims' families have come out and said that they didn't support it. Yeah. Um, they were not asked about it. They were yeah. not asked, hey, like, are you cool with this? Um, and so just out of respect, that's that's not what we're going for here. Whereas I think it's very interesting because first of all, family members were interviewed. Um, but also it shows it doesn't it doesn't do like reenactments like some of these other documentaries. Like it's no, showing the only like reenactment type things is like Dahmer and the interviewer, the woman who did all the interviews, when Wendy something? She was uh, part of his legal team, and she was the one that kind of sat with him and got all of his confessions and everything. Um, so it's like, like little snippets of like dramatizations of them sitting down in the in the prison and like talking about stuff. But no real. Yes. Um, I mean, there's photos of the victims and their families yes. of Dahmer at different points in his life, of other friends and family members, crime scene photos. Nothing super graphic, right? Um, and his yeah. defense attorney was Wendy Patricus. I didn't yes, know when yes. to, I didn't know when to slide that in there, but I'm gonna just really quick. Um, but yeah, yeah, it shows it it shows that it shows never before seen videos and and interviews and obviously mm-hmm. like the recordings. Nobody nobody has listened to all thirty two plus hours of that. Well, no, they have. They also haven't all been released. Like yes. I'm sure there's details that he spoke about that is uh, not privy to us in the public but i i will say that this style of documentary of like hearing jeffrey dahmer talk about his crimes in his own voice is definitely like you said like so chilling and so so much more impactful yes yeah but it's so much more impactful than like reading it because like we've read quotes of jeffrey dahmer like in hundreds of different articles right but hearing him talk about his inflection the way he talks mm-hmm. about the crimes um says i think even more than if we read out the entire thing in the transcript right exactly and i i would also venture to argue that this hearing him say what he did kind of what's the word that i'm looking for it 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 makes it hit home in a more sobering way in the sense of like you he wasn't caught until 1991 yeah that was just over 30 years ago if yeah. you if you think about it it wasn't that long ago um he was he was murdered not or, or he was murdering up until he was caught like it's 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 very it's just it's it's the wound is still there you know what i mean he was he was 31 when he was caught and he did he committed his first murder of hitchhiker stephen hicks Mm -hmm. um three weeks after his high school graduation right like think about that and that's how long this has been happening for we are in the same age range that he was at like we are now and and i don't know about you like that was even kind of sobering to think about like i was thinking that when they said he was 31 i was like fuck i'm 31 this year like what exactly 
that is crazy yeah thinking about that um uh let me get into some details about the docuseries itself real quick Mm -hmm. so i just got fresh off the presses of the uh scores on everything because i just got this today so um first of all the three episode limited series was released on netflix on october 7th 2022 um like we said directed by joe berlinger did a million Mm -hmm. things paradise lost all the conversations with tapes blah 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 and directed i think uh i think we talked about it the blair witch project 2 the book of shadows yeah i think we've talked about it i know we've talked about the blair witch project yeah so well he directed that other movie um so it has no tomato meter rating, but it has an 81% audience score, mm-hmm. 93% on Google, and mm-hmm. a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Whew. And like you need a description, but here's what it is. Uh. Uh, quote, when Milwaukee police entered the apartment of Jeffrey Dahmer, 31, in July of 1991, they uncovered the grisly personal gallery of a serial killer, which includes a freezer full of human heads, skulls, bones, and other remains. End quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, not a good dude. No, not great. Not great. Um, so something that I was really struck by in the beginning, uh, mm-hmm. like in the first episode, <clears throat> and kind of one of the reasons I find him and this case maybe more interesting or more compelling than some of the other killers we've talked about is just how ready he was for this to be over yes when he was caught yes it's very different from the cat and mouse-esque sort of games that you hear about with bundy for example yeah Um, i mean we'll make frequent uh at least in my notes i do make frequent allusions to how different he is from ted bundy but there there were certainly times where uh dahmer was almost caught and approached yes. by police. You think what happened, the tragic story with Connor and the phone phone yes. when, when he was That's found. That's exactly and what I was thinking. Brought back into Dahmer's care. Should care. Happened. Quote, unquote. Um, yes. Th- th- that he convinced yeah, that, the police officers yes. that he was in his care. Exactly. And um, that but they just gave him back. The In the very, very beginning, going all the way back to his first murder of Stephen Hicks, when he puts stevens when he dismembers stephen hicks puts his body parts in garbage bags and then goes to dump them someplace he gets pulled over by the cops yeah and he's able to talk his way out of it so he's not so i mean there's no way to say he was ever innocent but he's not so like desperate for this to be over that he's going to confess the minute something like he thinks he's caught like he had to be fully fully caught to finally come clean about it but when he did it just seemed that he was so ready. Like he immediately went to start confessing to the police and he did not confer with his defense. His defense was like, uh, you really should not be saying all this. Mm-hmm. And I believe what he had said was, uh, quote, they found so much of my apartment. The gig is up. I would prefer to continue. End quote. Yeah. yeah. Like it just, well, and it's interesting that you point out that he, like not just that he almost got caught but that he wasn't like actively trying to get caught or not get caught that he was simply going living his life doing yes yeah yes like like for lack of a better word being like i've had a good run um because he even if you think about like to think about it in that way he even said that his he called 
first of all, he called his impulses desires. Yeah. But he also said that they were, quote unquote, bestial. Mm-hmm. And I, I latched on to that in the sense of what he has, what's, what makes his, the, his psyche, I think, different is that he was viewing this as almost like I want, uh, like, I want to stop, like, like, like that he's torn like he wanted to stop Mm -hmm. because he knew it was wrong but also that other impulsive part of him was like but i'm not going to stop unless i am forced to stop as opposed to like it was like a compulsion and that's not well that's what he's that's what he said multiple times and i yes. actually um he used the word compulsion so many times i just like mm-hmm. look, i needed to find the exact dic- dictionary yes. definition of it and it is an irresistible urge to behave in a certain way especially against one's conscious wishes so him using the word compulsion is that is somehow saying that he had a conscious wish to not do it and something overtook him that he had to he yeah he simply for whatever reason could not help himself Um, And, like, I do believe, I mean, I believe with a lot of serial killers that we talk about, um, especially when you start looking at, like, their childhoods and and what happens. I mean, you could tick boxes of, like, head injuries and stuff like this. I don't think Jeffrey Dahmer ever had a head injury, but, like, listening to stuff that happened in his childhood um, definitely makes me think that he was suffering from one, if not more, different mental illnesses, um, yes as well so, as suffering from um depression when his family all up and like abandoned him in his house like his dad went to go live in a hotel after um his mom kicked him out and then his mom was like nah fuck this i'm not staying here i went to stay with family in um with, they were living in ohio at the time she went to go stay with family in wisconsin taking jeffrey's brother and then Jeff was and not just him. alone in the house. Yes. Um, to, so a couple, couple things to do with that. First of all, I do believe he actually did suffer a head injury, though. I, I, if, if memory serves me correctly, he had to have like brain surgery or something like that because of a something. Oh, I don't some, remember. Exactly. Some kind of. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to recall like off the top of my head because like i said we we discussed this a long time ago um but i just because his dad tried to like because if you remember his dad tried to like reason away that that's why he did this was like when he was a little kid no why 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 jeffrey dahmer killed did what he did yeah Yes, because okay. it was it was something it was some kind of like it wasn't. It Lionel was Dahmer has injury, a book, I believe. Wasn't. He so, does. Yeah, I'm sure it goes more into um, Jeffrey's childhood in that book. That would make more sense. So yes. um, I would say go ahead and check that out. I'm sure we talked about it in the pop culture section of the Jeffrey Dahmer episode, whatever it yes. was. Well, and. Um, I did. I just looked up our notes really quick, and he had had a double hernia surgery when he was about f- like shortly before he turned four, mm. and he apparently it, that 
his father later said changed his personality Mm. but then but then also even if that was the catalyst a couple things first of all even if that was the catalyst there's more traumatic shit that happened to him because that's before his father i mean before his mother left that's before she also she chose her other son before over him yeah um but also there are people who have trauma that don't go around and do this no definitely and we've we've talked about that in other cases as well it's not like you have a mental illness by the way choose how you want to be a serial killer yes Uh, it's not something that everyone is going to go through it's uh definitely something in your genetic makeup it's coupled with traumas with um i i definitely noticed when um he was talking about when he was moving in with his grandmother he had severe internalized homophobia yeah um so i'm sure that didn't help (laughs) anything that was going on yeah for those who don't know Dahmer was gay um and but in a time when being gay was not okay yeah when that was not accepted rather because it was it's always been okay yeah but people were persecuted more publicly and more shamelessly for it um than they do than than is now and gay people didn't have as many rights the the lgbt community in general did not have as many rights as they do today back when he started killing and there was a lot of that otherness but that is to say and that was another thing that you and i were saying off mic um was that's not to excuse what he did in giving this context but that's exactly i indirectly just hit the nail on the head it's to give context it's to explain the what was going on in his head because i think that at its core is why people find these documentaries so interesting this subject matter so interesting is because people want to understand why someone could how and why someone could do something so monstrous and and you know what Dahmer wanted to know that too because he said to his defense attorney gerald boyle um when gerald boyle was like well you're guilty like they they wheeled bodies out of your apartment you're guilty um so he was like well what do what can i do for you because there's no defense um instead of trying to say like you do everything to not be executed like ted bundy um, yes Dahmer's response was just quote i want to know why i am what i am end quote yeah so i think that's also why he was ready to talk so quickly he's like i don't understand what this compulsion is i don't understand why i did all this and why i did it once and then continued to do it and continued to do it and continued to do it lied to the police lied to my family he's like i don't understand it somebody else tell me yes. what happened <laughs> yes and and he's it doesn't the vibe that i got was also not that he was saying it from a place of seeking like this that he doesn't come across as and obviously he could be like a total just a really really good actor sociopath does that make yeah. sense yeah but that's i was not thinking that too the takeaway they, they they kind of brush that on that they brush on that in one part of the episode they were like 
well, he was a manipulator to police and stuff when he was trying to, like, get his way. He knew he could, like, kind of sweet talk people. It just never seemed that after he was caught that he was trying to do anything like that. He was so... He, he wasn't... So he, go ahead. Sorry. He was so forthcoming with all of the information. He never tried to blame what happened on porn or on the victim itself saying, well, they put themselves in my sights and that's why they needed to go or anything right. like that. He or always just said homophobia. It, no, he always just kind of said it was me. Like I decided I wanted to do this. And he does, he did say very candidly, he was just like when uh, asked, um, well, what do you think wh whichever victim it was, um, was thinking at the time? He's like, honestly, I didn't care. Yeah, and that's fucked up, first of all. That's that's more than just like, you know, I I screwed somebody over in yeah. a nonviolent way, but I didn't care because I wanted to get what I wanted. This is I took a life yeah. and I did some of the most gruesome shit to And then a I did it sixteen more times. Yeah. 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 And, and to continue not to care after Yes. Yes. And so it's just, it's very, it, but it is, it's, it's, that's what makes this case. That's why people keep coming back to it. That's why for some people, this is the case that they just can't wrap their minds around. They need to learn more about it is because it's like, okay, is he just playing everybody because he knows he's screwed regardless. So might as well do something to like either it, like, there's so many directions in which this could go. It could be that you don't like he wants to change his legacy because he knows he's dying either way. It could it be that he is just trying to fuck with the people who are prosecuting him solely because he wants to because he can. Um, I don't know. It just like didn't, it. I never took it that way. I've definitely taken it that way with other interviews yeah. of serial killers that I've heard that I'm like, this guy's full of shit. You want to listen to some actual bullshit? Listen to Israel Keys. He's a fucking right hand job. R Fuck that guy. <laughs> but Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm going to just, use that as an insult. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. It just seemed like there was so much evidence to back up what he was saying. And. I don't think he needed to sensationalize himself for any reason. Yeah. Like when he was and in he wasn't prison looking for fame. No, when he was in prison, he wasn't like looking to like do like sell some art or write a book or like give a million interviews. Like he didn't really give too many interviews specifically. It was like to it was these recorded things. This yes, this is a this is yeah. predominantly discussions with his defense attorney uh, defense attorney yes yeah. and and it's it's very different from for example like the level of smugness that you see with not even just i i because i keep calling back to it we've talked about it we've watched it before we've watched it before we talked about it before the ted bundy tapes but also we also recently talked about the um the imposter the, the yeah, documentary yeah, yeah. the imposter and uh frederick bordine his smugness being a criminal who was caught yeah you don't get that level of smugness but you, it's very like he, same as like tinder Dahmer. swindler yes Dahmer. it's just very flat for lack of a better word it's just and there doesn't seem to be much there doesn't seem to be that much going on under the surface and again this could be because he's a master manipulator yeah but it but it it it, it 
that seems less likely. Does yeah, that and make it sense? also like, it also was like he he didn't he didn't hold any information over investigators' heads as like a way to get anything else like Ted Bundy did. Like right. he was always like, this is the guy's name that I remember. I picked him up here. This is what happened. This is the next guy. Uh, I remember I did this, this, this. This is where I met him. Blah, blah, blah. Like he just told the story as he remembered it and didn't seem to want to add any details or withhold anything. And th I think that just makes him different than some of the other ones we've talked about. Yes, um, I I definitely I agree with you. And another thing that kind of comes back in my in my head, too, is Ed Kemper and how Ed Kemper, for example, worked with authorities, not because he, like he worked with authorities. He helped. We've we've all heard the story of Mindhunter. We've all seen like of the, the people who actually inspired Mindhunter. We've all yeah. seen Mindhunter. But what we haven't, what, what, how do I put this? What Ed Kemper, what makes it different is that Ed Kemper wasn't like, I need to know why I did this. He was saying, I know why I did this. And so you want help building a profile? Sure. Yeah. Dahmer was like, I, he seemed just as confused he yeah. was like, I, I, and confused doesn't even seem the right, the right word because confused, I think, implies a level of innocence. I, no, he, he wasn't, wasn't, he wasn't innocent. innocent. No, he wasn't innocent yes. at all. Ed Kemper wasn't confused. He just wanted to ask or he wanted to help. He was like, okay, yeah, I'll help you guys build up this profile for your little, for your little murderer project that you want to do. I um, don't even know if that, if he did it out of any fucking goodness of his heart. Oh, no, that's he what I'm saying. I was wanted... trying to sound condescending. <laughs> yeah, he wanted, like, his name attached to something and wanted to exactly. seem more important than he was. Like, he wanted Ted to. Bundy he wanted, and he wanted, to, and a lot of these these killers will also say these things to try to relive their glory days, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, Or, definitely. like, to... To try to, to boast a little bit, too. Yes, and, again, just from what he... From, from, from the way this was presented... And also, and by not just by Berlinger, but by the the by Dahmer himself, that's not the vibe. And I can't think of off the top of my head, maybe Ed Gein, who also wasn't fully mentally capable because um, mm -hmm. we don't see it. We don't often see people who killers who do these gruesome things and then say, I don't know why I did this. Can you, can you help yeah. me understand why like I, I genuinely, did this? yeah, I genuinely fucked up. And like, here is what I remember of the situation. Here's everything that I did. Um, now, how do we figure out why that happened? Yes. Um, it, it's just, it, it and I like, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's not I think the, and his, there's no there's I should say there's no question that he did it. There is no question that what he did was oh, wrong. Of course. There is yeah, no yeah. question that he did it. And we are by no means trying to make excuses. We are. Yeah, simply, this is not this is not an apologist. Jeffrey no, Dahmer episode. No, Absolutely no. not. What but I do think. To, yeah, I do ahead. think out of like if you listen to his tapes compared to Bunny's compared to Gacy's compared to 
uh, Israel Keys at Kemper, like all yeah. of them. He was just like, this is exactly what happened. Um, I am going to be honest and say I blacked out during this section or I didn't care about this person's feelings at this section. When he saw his victims like on the news missing and like heard family members were like looking for them, he's like, uh, yeah, I, I felt bad about that, but that wasn't going to be something that I go and confess for. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know if he truly felt bad for any of his victims. Right. Um, but he also didn't need to hear someone's screams to get off. It was right. more like, I just need this, this body here. I need control. And I definitely think he said control a couple of times. I definitely yes. think. Um, because of what was going on in his life, especially at the time of his first murder of Stephen Hicks, that's three weeks after his high school graduation. Um, he mm-hmm. did like everyone's directionless at that point in their lives, but his parents had straight up abandoned him. Uh, he had nobody around. He didn't really have any friends really around. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sees Stephen Hicks shirtless hitchhiking and he's like well i got this big empty house uh here is a person who i am very attracted to he was very attracted to torsos they mentioned that in the uh in the yes the first or second um episode um and he's like this is how could this get better for me <laughs> right so right. he takes stephen hicks back and it i don't know that he planned to kill stephen um but he he said he just needed for him to stay. Right. That, that's what he said many times, and he said that of many different victims as well. He's like, I just I he I couldn't have them leave, and right. it wasn't in a situation of like, oh, they're gonna tell somebody something or they're gonna do something, whatever. He's like, no, I just need this body here, and they can't make any demands of me, and they can't criticize me, and they can't say say no yes they can't say anything so he just wanted so much control because he didn't have any in his life at all well and and you kept mentioning the word stay and only now did it kind of occur to me as well that he was like the the choice of words in wanting them to stay because nobody really did for him Exactly. He, yeah. he his family didn't stay. I'm sure he experienced when he was in the army a lot of loss. Um, it was a horrific time. Yeah. I, like I can see as somebody experiencing a lot, lot, lot of loss. I can understand the importance of the word "stay" and that level of control of nobody stays. Whether it's like people people leave while they're still on this earth or they leave because they've died um if like that being a driving force yeah so to speak um and and i also think something that's very telling about him uh as a criminal as a professional bad man (laughs) is um he did steal that mannequin to kind of simulate yes okay i can have a body that's here and maybe i don't need to do these terrible things yes so he tried which is more than 
I think any of the other ones did. Yes. Again, not apologizing not for apologizing, it, not saying but that it's, it's right. appearing that he tried, which is what makes it different. Because it's funny that you... So this is, I think, a good question, a good time to ask a question that I had kind of written down um, that I am happy to leave open to you. Um, mm-hmm. We can plug it. We can plug the Discord now. If y'all have thoughts, throw them in our Discord. We have a Discord. We'd lo- we would love for you to join. Um, you yeah, are so invited. A, you are so wanted. a podcast discussion channel, and yeah. you can talk about you talk about the crimes. latest episodes. Yeah, freely We're talk about this within reason. Um, but so it so the forensic psychiatrist that interviewed him, Carl Wallstrom, um. In so because the defense operated on an insanity plea, yeah. And in the final diagnosis, Wallstrom diagnosed Dahmer with just a motherfuck ton of of problems. Um, like through the through the the psychological book at him, um, we're talking borderline personality disorder, alcohol issues, um, a psychotic issue, psychotic disorder, necrophilia, schizotypal personality disorder. Um, just a, a fuck ton of issues, paraphilia. Um, he he pointed out, or not, not he. I take that back. Um, another another um person. I can't remember who now said that he was not a sadist specifically. That mm-hmm. is all to say. Back when to to refer back to Mind Hunter for a minute. There was once a time where serial killers did not like the term, the idea of a serial killer being able to build a profile, behavior analysis, all of that, that that was not a thing. Yeah. Um, And with all of these, like the defense's argument was that Dahmer was mentally unhealthy, that he was not able to control his impulses. That was their that was the the cornerstone, the foundation of their defense. Mm-hmm. Do you think, and this is, I'm simply leaving this open-ended, do you think that he, in saying, I, like, don't know how, I don't know why I did any of this, please explain this to me, do you think he could have a mental illness that we're not aware of yet? And and I don't even necessarily know that I would even call it a mental illness, because I would couple this in with, like, we didn't know that serial killers were a thing, Mm-hmm. Until, it, in it, giving reason, we we did not know they were a thing until relatively recently. We yeah. did not, we didn't really understand or know about pedophilia for hundreds of years, thousands of years prior to when it became, when it got a name, I guess, put to it. Do you think that this could be another example of something that we just have not got a word for yet possibly i think maybe that like it's a combination of a bunch i think he diagnosed like a lot of things that maybe it's not all of those things yeah they, um, they really did throw the book at him yeah uh it seems like a lot um i will definitely say that my personal belief yeah i think obviously he had necrophilia um but i also believe he had 
a, an addictive personality type of disorder. Right. Um, because of his history with drinking, because of his history with collecting animal bones and wanting to see the insides of things. Um, it's just like little things like that kind of like followed him throughout mm. his life. And then I think serial killing turned into that obsessive thing because the first murder happened and then nine years later was his second murder right and he said which happened he said during a blackout that he does not remember he woke up and he was covered in blood it was in the hotel um and i do believe what uh, one of the investigators said in the episode is like i think that that one was definitely not planned because he had only signed into the hotel for that one day and he ended up having to go sign into the hotel for another day so that he had time to clean up Right. So he probably wouldn't have done that if he was planning on doing something like this. But um, so it was nine years between the first two. And then it started happening more and more frequently with just months and then weeks apart from each other. It was ramping up to something that he was being very obsessive about. A chilling fact that I did not know. Uh, one of the investigators would talk or the defense attorney, I believe, was talking about how. It got so bad at one point. He was not able to get rid of these bodies quickly enough. He was showering with two bodies just right. in his shower. Right. Two dead bodies were just in his shower. He had dead bodies in his bed. He had them everywhere. Yeah. He. It, it's. And again, that's, that's again, we're not yeah. apologizing for no, it. No, we're we're that stating is, facts. We're stating yeah. facts like that because that is that is all true. That is all what happened, and it is a case of again. You can't help but wonder, because we know so little about the human mind, we're constantly learning what, like, about the body, about ourselves, because what we think we know now in this present day and age could be completely disproven tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Um, or or could be expounded upon tomorrow um, or years from now, decades from now, centuries from now. And... I think that it's and that's that's why I brought the question forth. And I think that that's all the more indicative because like another example was um, another forensic psychiatrist, George Palermo. He said that Dahmer had a severe mixed personality disorder, um, that he was sadistic. He was fetishistic, um, obsessive, compulsive, um, necro borderline personality disorder, necrophilia that came up again, that he was antisocial, but that he he um what do you call it palermo said this and then another clinical psychologist named samuel friedman said both of them said that he wasn't psychotic um even actually this is not from the documentary this is from a um a, a book called forensic psychology by solomon and falero um falero quotes friedman saying that Dahmer was quote amiable pleasant to be with courteous with a sense of humor conventionally handsome and charming in manner he was and still is a bright young man end quote and mm. a lot of the, the 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 common consensus seemed to be that there there was very obviously something wrong with him yeah but do we know what it is yet did we yeah. did they know what it was then do we know what it is now? And part of the issue, well, I mean, obviously, I don't think we'll ever know just because he's dead. He was he was killed in prison. But 
But I also I, don't think he truly knew. So I don't I even know if we get a lot of information from him. I don't think he truly knew. And again, they're putting because he's got all of these things going for him that he was that he was great to be around, that he was like handsome and charming in but in a more approachable way than ted bundy like ted bundy you're sitting with him for five minutes and you're like holy shit this guy's a master manipulator you're sitting with Dahmer for five minutes and like he's charming and he is like nice to like he you don't feel scared of him in the sense that you do with bundy where like yeah you can detect that bundy is like a predator yeah. You don't get the predator vibe from Dahmer. You get more of a reluctance. You get more of a like like a what's the word that I'm looking for? It almost like a a Joker origin story-esque sort of thing that like or not Joker, what am I thinking of? Um Jekyll and Hyde sort mm-hmm. of sort of thing where it almost seems like if you were to meet this guy on the street, you'd go, "I didn't know." that he could do something like this whereas like and people got that vibe with bundy too obviously like you always hear about friends and family members being like no I i've seen pictures of bundy you could see it behind the fucking you eyes. can fucking see it okay he looks like fucking chris D'Elia fucked bert from sesame street but it's it's different with Dahmer, and it's not just because Dahmer is like again like they've said conventionally handsome in a way where it's just like other people like you look at Bundy and you're like, really? People thought he was handsome. Dahmer, like, it was different in that way. Not to say that he was like that. I find him attractive, but you know what I mean. Like he, he was more conventionally so nice handsome. Yes, he, he could have cleaned up so nice. That's the thing. If he yes. had embraced, if he his had a drag se- mother, sexuality, then yes, he could have. He could have. If really somebody and 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 we're not saying that to defend him, but we're saying it to mourn in the sense of. This all could have gone so differently, not just had he been caught, but had the circumstances. And this is the case for really any serial killer. Yeah. Had things gone differently in their life? Had they not gotten that head injury? Had they not gotten fitted for a prescription with glasses that are huge and then they bought an 80s tracksuit and then boom, the next thing you know, they're just doing a thing. Um, I mean, obviously we could say like... Oh yeah, if like joke around if he had a if he had a fairy drag mother. Exactly, then, exactly. Like yeah, but you and know we what? joke because all, it's so fucking depressing because at the end of the also, day But also all happened. of his vict- yeah, all of his victims deserve to have better futures as well. So like Exactly. Exactly. Well, and that's what I'm trying to say though. I like I am mourning this not from a sense of like to to quote um what was it? Brett Kavanaugh, or not Brett Kavanaugh, to quote that judge that um gave brock turner a slap on the wrist he like a a promising young man like i'm not saying that that's the Dahmer thing i'm saying that had Dahmer had had this whole buildup gone differently those people would still be alive yeah that's where we're mourning i mean it was a failure on every level it was a failure on um the mental police, health it was a failure on the health, police it was a failure on acceptance for yeah the, the the gay community i mean i'd say it was a huge failure not just on the parents but on like the teachers for like they saw that this kid had been horribly abandoned and just 
Yeah, people were like, ah, it'll work it out. Exactly. Oh, he'll 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 grow up and he'll be fine. And he didn't. He he did grow up. He wasn't fine. No. And neither were all of the people he killed. He killed seventeen fucking people. Yeah. He committed atrocities that most human young beings, people too, young people. But even beyond that, committed atrocities that most human beings would not just not even that we can't fathom it but the the number one thing that i kept thinking watching this was how sickening it was like yeah you're you're it's it's just again there's something more chilling hearing it said so matter-of-factly yeah like you're giving a book report or yeah. like you're talking about a science experiment that you did and except yeah, you're taking Bundy. lives Dahmer is very like kind of like monotone and like even it reminded even me of toned. Ben Stein from fucking Ferris Bueller like yeah it, that's the like that's the time it was very like that's what I mean when I also say like he it wasn't even that he was pleasant to be around it was just like he didn't seem like a threat he was boring yeah yeah like much you wouldn't know like you would not if he was talking about literally anything else I wouldn't have suspected that he was a killer. And I also would not have been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep watching this because he's a fascinating person to hear about and watch. It is not him or his crimes that are the fascination. It is whatever has compelled him that is so fascinating. Yeah. Because we, at the end of the day, do not know if because he's because, again, he's gone. He's not back coming back we don't know if he is just truly that good if he is that if it's all an act he's that like he is an s-tier manipulator that puts that makes bundy look like an amateur or if he is genuinely as confused as all of us are yeah and there's no knowing like even the even the experts couldn't really agree they all just were like there's something wrong with him yeah like and this yeah this this series definitely seemed like more tragic on several levels than the other ones because i mean we could all agree that like um gacy and bundy are irredeemable like yes everything they did everything they said such full of shit like yep. assholes like just everything that they did and said was horrible yeah um i think jeffrey dahmer in the end laying everything out saying in court like uh, i I was expecting to just be dead maybe i should just be dead um for everything that i did i mean i don't know again not apologizing for him just it's just it's so it's so it's such a a different it's such a different tone than it, the other yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. It's just everything else, like all of these other cases that we've talked about, everything kind of fits in a certain way. Yeah, and that's why people were outside the courthouse on the day that Bundy was put to death mm-hmm. saying, burn, Bundy, burn. It's right. like, I didn't... I mean, I'm sure people were happy when Dahmer was dead. That's oh, for, absolutely. Sh- for certain. Absolutely. But you hear all of the, the uh, defense team and everybody was like, well, I couldn't really be happy when he was died because 
there's nothing good to ha- like there, it's just another death it's another yes. terrible thing that happens so like why are we celebrating it right right well and i'm i'm you know like i'm personally of the opinion like yeah we should not be celebrating any death for any reason um like whether no matter what this person did or didn't do um but it's i think that you really hit the nail on the head that like it was different in the sense of bundy is bundy dies people are or not bundy dies bundy gets convicted and people are like burn bundy burn and this just seemed to people chased richard ramirez in the streets like yeah. he, he it's this one i mean in mill like it's different because i'm sure in milwaukee at the time there was like the rallying cry of like this guy needs to fucking die for what he did especially the family members like watching the the court footage of the family speaking um at Dahmer's hearing is just so heartbreaking to watch and i've seen that clip of um the one family member of uh i think his name was errol something i don't remember his last name um but her uh his sister spoke at the uh the court hearing and she's the one that uh freaks out yelling jeffrey i hate you i hate you and like comes across like to him and jeffrey Dahmer just sits there doesn't try to back up doesn't try to do anything much like when he was rita is Is that who you mean yes errol Lindsay's sister yes yeah yeah, okay okay I just wanted to make sure that I was on the same page. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, um, but on. much like when he was murdered in prison with a barbell that everyone needed to point out, because that's yeah. how he killed Stephen Hicks yeah. um, with the barbell. Um, but the the one guy that was talking about how Jeffrey Dahmer was murdered in prison was like, uh, he didn't really try to defend himself. Mm-hmm. I think he just always kind of knew it was coming well yeah i think he even had said to his mother at one point that like it doesn't really matter like if i live if i die like it, it's i like not in a depressed sort of way but again that's the thing is when most people say that oh i don't care what happens to me i don't care if i live i don't care if i die most people when they say that they don't genuinely mean it, but it seemed like he did. It seemed yeah. like there was no context. There was no, or, or not context. There was no like contextual clues. There was no subtext. That's the word that I'm looking for. Like what he said seemed to be what he meant. There was no like yeah, I don't, analyzing. Feel, this isn't like yeah, a Shakespeare play. After after he was caught, I will say, because he definitely manipulated people. Oh, yes. That's what I'm was, talking about. I'm yeah. talking about the in, in the tapes. Yeah. Yeah. After he was caught, it just didn't seem like he was trying to hold anything over anybody. And um, I only have one more note for this. And it is I had no clue that Dahmer, Dahmer uh, like read the Bible in, in prison or whatever. And he got baptized. He was baptized on the same day that Gacy was executed oh i didn't know that isn't that crazy that's so weird like not in a like that's just that's so fascinating like you know what i mean like you don't you don't you hear about these two biggies and you don't think about it was a parallel like yeah at, at some point i mean i don't have all the the dates in front of me but i i think at some point gacy Dahmer, and bundy were all alive at the same time 
Yeah, that's it's it's the same. It's like the true crime lovers version of Anne Frank, Barbara Walters and Martin Luther King Jr. being born the same year. You know what I mean? It's just you don't you you hear about a lot of these things if you didn't live it. If you didn't live during that time, you hear about a lot of these things separately and you picture them as being separate when in actuality, again, like the 70s and 80s were a fucking scary time, y'all. Like they were running rampant. It, like, I mean, we got pandemics, but they got we got pandemics. They serial got serial killers. killers. Like, w- yeah, we got pandemics, but also we don't open our doors anymore. Um, yeah, we're we're killing we're killing the napkin industry, and we're killing the home owning industry, and we're killing the serial killing industry. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It's just it's it's so unsettling to think about this whole yeah. this whole case is unsettling and i think that also um let me let me before i actually say this um just double check that that's that this is what i'm about to say is true um because i believe that real time fact check real time fact check uh what's the word in advance fact checked in advance um because this came out at about the same time yes it came out october 7th 2022 as you said but the Evan Peters Monsters series, which also, as I'm looking at this, as I'm looking this up, it's no longer Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. But apparently Ryan Murphy is turning this whole thing into an, anth- an, an anthology series like he's done with every fucking thing else because yeah, now it's just di- monsters. Yeah, he'll ditch it like during season two and then it'll go to shit. I don't even know. Well, but- I didn't. I honestly didn't watch the first one after so much came out about the victims' families. Yes. Not- supporting it yes but that's what i'm saying this so that came out the Dahmer, the monsters Dahmer came out september 21st 2022 so it came out just a couple weeks before yeah i I did see tapes i did see one uh review that was like the Dahmer tape should have come out first yes like this is so much that's on netflix honestly yeah because i think that people would have viewed him i think that there's a lot of evan peters fans out there there's a lot of jeffrey dahmer fans out there and i think that maybe that would not have fueled the jeffrey dahmer fan base fire had conversations with a killer come out before dahmer yeah like the monster dahmer one because i think a lot of people this is like i know i know of from speaking to people they i would mention this podcast because i'm always plugging the podcast as you know um but they'd say like right around the time when the Dahmer tapes i mean when um monster came out they'd say like i have never really heard of jeffrey Dahmer. i didn't know about true crime very much and oh like this is like the like because it was produced Dahmer monster whatever was produced by ryan murphy it kind of was a lot of people's first taste of it because they knew ryan murphy's shit and they go for that um but i think that a lot of them a lot of these people would not have watched monster had they known the facts of the case that were brought out and the the just how i again this gives such a humanity these tapes give such a humanity to the case in the sense of like at the end of the day, this man committed horrible, horrible atrocities against multiple people. Yeah. And he just he 
like there's no rhyme or reason for it like he did it it's disgusting and the fact that he even was able to say because at the same time yeah he was like i don't really know why i did this i would love for somebody to help me understand but that's again he's wanting to understand why he did it he's not sitting there being like i did this and i'm horrified with myself and i'm so sorry and yeah nowhere does he seem to say i'm sorry i did this like, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't analyze um, everything that he said, but it just seemed like he was stating facts. Yes. And not he really treated saying, it like a book yeah. report. He yeah, didn't treat bit. it like like he didn't say this is how I feel knowing I ruined the lives, took lives and ruined lives of so many people. It's it it's and that. I don't know that just makes it heartbreaking for the victims i think that there's like no at no point in this documentary did i feel sympathy for him which is good this is good but i just when you're when you're it it was a lot of it was tone deaf it was very like it was the true crime version of Lucille Bluth being like, well, how much could it cost, Michael? Like, yeah, yeah. It, you know what I mean? It was just the fact that he like, yeah, I, too, would like to know why he did this. But not because he's like, oh, I'm curious about my own psyche. I Like it was fr- it, like, I want to know why he did this, because we don't ever want this to happen again. And the fact that he can even speak yeah. of them in such a a uh well-spoken sort of way and it juxtaposed with these with these scenes in which you're seeing what has happened to the people directly affected by his actions Mm -hmm. and it's just it's it's so it's gross it's so it's so I think that a lot of people, because I think that that's the one thing that Ryan Murphy's Dahmer did was it almost created a little bit of sympathy, even though apparently Evan Peters was like, I don't want to create a sympathetic character. People were sympathizing. But that's going to happen like like we we talked about in an episode. I forget which one it was, but we talked about the Disneyfication. I think it was extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile and incredibly close or whatever it is. No, because we um, talked about like Ted Bundy is being played by uh, Zach Efron and yes. Jeffrey Dahmer is being played by Evan Peters, both yes. of whom are seen were, as heartthrobs. Like, yeah, little heartthrobs. So, like, how do you reconcile that? I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. was also played by Jeremy Renner at one point. Yes, yes. So, and, and, I mean, and we, Ross he, Lynch, a literal Disney star. Yeah, my friend Dahmer. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and. I so but that's what I'm saying I think that the difference is in this documentary obviously Dahmer is playing himself and for 99% of it um and that's how that's what makes you lose sympathy for him any sympathy that you may have had it dissipates just because yeah. he's not there's so many apologetic. there's so many options yeah and there's so many there's so many opportunities that he could have turned himself in mm-hmm. or tried to get himself help 
Um, mm-hmm. Your mental health is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Yes. So you need to realize you've got something going on. If you need to drug people to stay with you, maybe you need to look into why that's A happening therapist. before. Yeah, before that that escalates to murder. Yes. So, and and yeah. I mean, I think that it's also... I think it's really good that they gave so much I don't want to say the word screen time because I that sounds that seems gross to me but that they focused on so much of the people the people who were directly affected by the crime Yes, the family and friends of all of the victims. Yes, and not, like, yes, it is the Dahmer tapes, but it's all talking about, like, it's it's just, it's very, I don't know, it just, it, I, I think, think it, was very, it was very matter of fact, it wasn't Dahmer apologist, it was. Yes, that's the word that like, I'm looking for, yes. It wasn't, like, one of those, like, um one of those like series of like are you scared this is how scared you right, should be right like these people it, are it, out there it's more like these are the facts. yeah exactly these are the facts of what happened this is a real person that uh did this to real yes. people and and here's everything and we talked about i don't remember if we even said this off the mic or on the mic but we were talking about um find like uh, this was off mic we were talking about finding the stories of victims in cases when we're when we're doing our research we were talking about our researches for upcoming cases um that we're planning on covering but how it's very difficult to find such a wealth of information about who the victims are as people beyond the crime i know what hospital some uh criminals were born at. yes but i don't know like a, a victim's best friend like i don't know and that's like, what i was gonna they talk went to about high school like tony sears's friend and yeah. talking about detailing what like the last moments that he spent his, with his friend and his life was pretty much destroyed because yeah everyone kind of turned on him because he was the last one to see his friend alive so everyone's yeah. like well did you have something to do with it like his family friends the police the gay community in milwaukee he had to leave milwaukee yeah yeah and to also and to to deal with that and also have to sit with the fact that even though you didn't do it either way you were you you spent your last moments with your close friend that you did not know were going to be the last moments you'll ever spend with your close friend and that would be their last moments ever yeah yeah not just with you ever and that first of all the fact that he spoke of this his name's jeff connor the fact that jeff that mr connor was willing and able to speak on it and to to relive that horrific experience yeah of of losing somebody so brutally so abruptly so unfairly at the end of the day yeah it's 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 just I think that that's great, though, because also like you do hear a lot from other victims, loved ones more so than others. Yeah. 
and and like no fault on any family members that don't want to speak oh absolutely yes you're not required to you're not required to like go through that for a documentary about the person that murdered your family member or friend like you're not required to do that that's right uh, that's crazy but i i i think that it again not to bring up the ryan murphy fictional series once again but i think that in a lot of cases sometimes victims loved ones do not publicly like do these interviews and things like that simply because they are not asked yeah and that's true i think that to do that due diligence and to ask these victims families and friends their loved ones can you tell me about not just how this affected you and all of that but who that person that you loved who they were can you tell me about them can you tell me about what their final moments with you were like what you remember about them what you remember about your relationship it's just that is that is the way for somebody for their for their memory to be kept on yeah like it's just not by talking about the person who yes this was at its core about Dahmer but we got more information than we typically get publicly about these victims and new information not even just like uh, like everybody knows that one scene with Rita Isbell like that and i'm saying like the scene that is referenced in the Dahmer series the web series not web series the netflix series um that everybody is familiar with it because of the controversy around it and things like that and because it's just an iconic moment in the trial uh-huh. but there were so many victims and errol Lindsay had more than just a sister and so to hear from more people about this case about about this this these crimes i think was doing a lot of justice and prevention of sensationalizing and what's the word that i'm looking for like it it was done i think respectfully or tastefully uh-huh. or whatever you want to call it um because they viewed it from a perspective of let's also talk about he, he the people who were directly affected yeah um now that is to say there is one thing that i do wish that they is there anything that you wish the documentary covered anything that i wish they covered yes because there was one thing that i kept writing down was like when are we going to get to this and we never did um not that I can think of. I want to know why they didn't interview any of like, because they've got reporters, they've got family members, they've got prosecutors. They don't interview people who were like, what do you call it? Um, Like they interviewed like homicide detectives and things like that. But at the end of the day, like a lot of this was, it, or I shouldn't say homicide detectives. I believe they only interviewed a homicide detective. Mm-hmm. um the guy the the what's his name the ken guy but that's it and they didn't like for like we've talked about before how the police kept bungling this case 
and there seems to be no and i don't know if it's like berlinger not wanting to shit where he eats or what but it, there wasn't a lot of accountability in my opinion or there could have been more accountability um to be to to be put on the onus being put on the police yeah yeah they talk briefly about it i think in the third episode about uh what happened with conorak and how there they had the audio from inside the squad car when they were yeah. laughing about returning him to Dahmer. yeah who uh conorak was probably dead by that time yeah that they were laughing about that um so and that they called him a freak that fucking oh no it, it was disgusting no yeah it was it was and the fact that um the one of the people that was out there with conorak when the police came she called the police back and was like my like i think it was her daughter and niece yeah. like, my daughter and niece saw this guy and this kid and he was bleeding and he was naked like what happened with this what happened and the, the cop was like it was taken care of he was um a male returned to his uh male boyfriend i was like yeah yeah it, it's 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 and the, so and the woman didn't high the woman school didn't, football but the like, woman didn't seem to like bat an eye she was like but what happened yeah like, i don't care who he was returned to like yeah. did you follow up yeah and they didn't no they didn't and not only did he die more people died yeah like it wasn't just he went on he went on his like berserker spree after conorak yes yeah. like and and again i feel like and and yeah i'm sure they're not going to be willing to give a, a a interview of course not i i'm i'm oh you mean the cop that was reinstated and then mm -hmm. retired paid yeah. back pay and yeah. then uh retired with like his full pension with like honors and stuff yeah. afterwards yep yeah yeah and, that guy and yes and but that's what i'm saying i wish that there was more i know that there's so much to cover but i wish that there was more of a light shown on that because it is a key point in Dahmer's MO. Like he yeah, literally, they, like they you touched said, on it briefly, but he yes. did go after gay men of color. And yes. And, and that as yeah. well. And, and, that, and that was something that kind of helped him go for longer because these cases weren't really going to be looked at. They were like, Oh, well these guys blow in and blow out of town. Like, like, it was during the excuses. AIDS crisis. Yeah. Yeah. So excuses, all yeah, excuses. Just, they just, just they would have cared if they it. were straight white men. Maybe. Yeah. They would have cared more. Yeah. But I, th that, so that's the only thing that I think that seemed glaringly to me like a, uh, miss for lack yeah. of a better word. Um, but, but what, our, you, uh, what is your what is your closing thought? I was about to say, what would you rate this one? Like, what would you out of out of ten? Like, what would you give it? I would say like it's definitely like a solid, like seven and a half, eight, maybe. Yeah, I really I was gonna it. say seven. I was gonna say seven. Yeah. Um, it was I, filmed well. The story yes. moved along. I think at a good. It was pace. respectful. Yeah. Um. I, I like nowhere did I because I also tried to look into like to see if there were any uh what's the word that I'm looking for um if there were any outward protests against it like we we've seen with other not even just not to keep harping on 
Dahmer monster, but to any like there's multiple instances of a documentary or we talked about um Sharon Tate's sister being very vocal about how her sister is covered um how her sister's murder was covered and I don't see like too see... many documentaries being protested it's more like the dramatizations like the movies that come out that are people are like uh I didn't I'm a family member and I didn't say that this was chill for you to show my family member like this. Yes. And that, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I didn't see, I, I like, I truly like I, I Googled. I mean, I tried to look and there wasn't, no, we said it, it got pretty positive ratings. Like it got pretty positive ratings. And it also, there like weren't it. any outward people to say, like there weren't people outwardly saying like there were, there were participation. There was participation from, like family and friends of the victims but there were no family and friends that seemed to be like this is wrong like all of them seemed very at the either they were qu not quiet but you know what i mean like yeah there were families of to bring up monster again there were family members who were talking i think i i believe um Lindsay's some of Lindsay's family were among the the people protesting saying we weren't even asked about this we weren't given the opportunity to say yes or no yeah like it, it's we we were simply not consulted and to be said well if you have a problem with this you shouldn't be saying it to the public you should have said something when we asked you and you never asked us yeah like I didn't see any of that and that yeah. made me feel better about watching this from that perspective that like, okay, there's direct involvement of family and friends and it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, I'd give it a seven. I'd, I'd say that overall it was respectful um, and it doesn't, it doesn't put him on a pedestal. Yeah. And but let us know what you think. We have a Discord that you can join, and we have a pod discussion channel, so you can go ahead and tell us your thoughts in there. Mm -hmm. um, if you liked one of the other conversations with the Killer Tapes series better, let us know. Yeah. Um, you have to message us on any of our social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And our website is crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. And message us, and we will send you the link to the Discord, and you can join that. You can also join our Patreon for as little as a dollar, as much as whatever you want. And you can be responsible for um, helping us pick episode topics like this one. Yeah. And speaking of our patrons, I want to thank our patrons. Yeah. As I pull them up now. Where are you, patrons? Oh, patrons. Show me where you are. Show us um, your faces. We want to thank... I'm going in a different order today. We're going to thank Barbie. We're going to thank Adam, Catalina, Sarah, Janie, Lucian, uh, Kim, Travis, Ariana. Ariana? Ariana? Yeah, I, I went know. to school with... I went to school with people that pronounced it both ways. Um, Stevie, Michaela and megan thank you, thank you. 
And I'm also going to say, I don't know if Delaney and Gage is still uh, on here because uh, it bills at like separate times for everybody. So I'm just yeah, reading like annoying. our list. But um, thank you to you as well. If yeah. you're still, if you're if still you're here still, with us. I was about to say, if you're still with us, sounds a little morbid. Um, but, you know, mm. if you're still, if you're still in the crime culture Patreon club um, and you can join that club for as little as a dollar, as much as whatever you want. Yeah. Um, stole Haley's line. Uh, you can find anything to do with our Patreon, our social media. Um, your spiel is so much better than mine. Can you please take this for me? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're there was on a pause media. and I was like, oh no. <laughs> we're on social media. We're on Patreon. We, uh, our email is crimeculturepod at gmail.com. And I think that's it. Yeah. Again, we've got a Discord. Anybody can join the Discord. Oh, do you have um, a palate cleanser right before we leave? Oh, shit. Um, you go first. Not because uh, I don't have one planned. I do. Do you? Yeah, I do. Um, my palate cleanser is um, Indian food because Elliot just picked up Indian food and I'm really excited to eat it. Shut the fuck up. I'm getting Indian food tomorrow because Michael doesn't like to eat it. And so I'm waiting until Aww. they go to they're going to a thing tomorrow. And I was like, I'm going to get myself some Indian food. Um, nice. I, I don't think I can steal that as my palate cleanser, but I can make my palate cleanser my kitties because <gasps> their birthday is yesterday. If today comes out, if, if this comes out on Tuesday, their birthday was yesterday. They <gasps> turned nine. Oh my God. They're just I babies. I know. They're just little guys. And they're also they're both guys. looking at me right now staring me down because they think it's dinner time and it's not it's in about two and a half hours so they're gonna be grossly mistaken when they find that out but i am going to get chilies for myself for dinner so yes we will be feeling it we'll be feeling god in this chilies tonight and yeah those are those are the palate cleansers literal and figurative palate cleansers yay so We've been Crime Culture, and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye! Bye!